Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. Hey, hey, hey. So today we're going to talk about porn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is Timmy going to say about porn? Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say some things. I definitely have an opinion. And I want to make this disclaimer right off the bat because I think it's important. Several disclaimers. Uh, one, this is no shame. This is no judgment. I'm not making a moral uh, judgment here. This isn't about um, right or wrong or good and evil, uh, sin, you know, immorality, you know, and this is definitely not any kind of an attack on those that are in the porn industry. Uh, I mean, some of that shit is just batshit crazy and shouldn't even be legal, but you know, that's the extreme, extreme stuff. And, uh, then I'm going to call my friend, Steve, you know, we come from a different generation of, of porn, which is so, 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 so mild compared to what, what is available today at the tip of our fingers on our, on our phones, on our mobile devices, tablets, and computers. It's absolutely insane, but I, I don't, I don't want to come. So I, I don't want this to be like, Oh, Timmy's just bashing on porn. No, that's not, that's not what it's about. Like, you know, I, I'd feel the same about, uh, drug use in proper drug use. Right. I mean, so I don't think that it, there's anything wrong with taking a painkiller if you need it, you know, that at some level that it can be maybe used as a helpful tool or I get it, whatever, but then there can become things can become a problem. Things can become an addiction. And, and here's how you know when you have an addiction. And this is uh, this is the true test. If you're listening to me right now and you're like, "Oh, I don't have a porn addiction." Okay, fine. Then don't watch it anymore. Like if you don't have an addiction, well, then just don't watch it. <laughs> right? So, when people say, "Well, I don't have an addiction," and then they continue that behavior, it's like, mm, "Yeah, no, you do." Like, I mean, clearly, right? That the, there's a, a dopamine you know, reaction from looking at porn and, uh, you know, all like I, you know, I've done, I've done my research on understanding the psychological dangers, uh, of, of over porn use or excessive porn use. And especially for young people, um, you know, where their minds are still being developed and they really not, ha they haven't had many sexual experiences and, and yet they're, they're watching sexual experiences that far exceed anything that would be considered normal or even acceptable. So anyway, you know, I, I, I just want to get that out of the water that I, I, you know, I have friends that are sex workers. I, I, you know, I even have a friend that's an escort. I have friends that have only fans. I have friends that whatever. So and they're friends of mine. I, I don't, I'm not, so this isn't a moral, I'm not making, taking a moral stance here and saying let's ban porn. Um, but I'm just going to be honest. I, some of that stuff I think is batshit crazy. And we'd all agree. Like if I've named the stuff that I'm thinking of in my mind right now, 99% of you would be like, yeah, that's shit's nuts. Um, there's a few quackers that like that sick stuff, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, 
uh, you know, and, and as a photographer, I do a lot of nude photography. Now the stuff I do is very, it's more, uh, more of an arts artistic, uh, you know, bodyscaping, you know, more, you know, the more the black and white photos where you're like, wait, is that a stomach and a leg? Like, like the more beautiful, um, actually I'll tell you what I shoot the stuff that, and it's not exclusively, I do all kinds of photography, but I have done like boudoir, you know, for, uh, wives that come in, uh, girlfriend, you know, girl, girlfriends that want to do some cool pictures for their boyfriends, you know, and I shoot with a, a typically not always, but typically I have a female photographer that shoots with me because her perspective and my perspective are different. Um, and it's such a, it, here's what's weird about, and I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed this until I got into doing some photo photography. It's, it's like, it's like a gynecologist. It's like, it's not sexual. Like it is, I know the pictures can then perceive or seem sexual. Um, but that's not the context of the pictures. You know, it's usually the models have to get in a very uncomfortable position in order to get the picture to look cool. You know, the lighting has to be right. And then, you know, editing and all the different things that you do to make the finished product, like where it really looks great. Um, so I would say probably my style is more of a playboy style, uh, more the beauty of the female form than, than clearly porn, porn, you know, the act of sex being recorded. Uh, so, so there's this, uh, there's a little video, uh, well, I'm going to play, it's going to, I'm going to play it on here. So it'll be just audio. It's just a few minutes. But how porn is destroying young men, uh, it's a TED Talk that was given, and it's just three minutes long. It's actually, it was I think the original video is like um, 18 minutes, I think, the original video. And the guy's name is Gary Wilson, How Porn is Destroying Young Men. It's a TED Talk, I believe. Um, and uh, so, I'm, but they there's a video here that's just the highlights from that 18-minute talk and trim down to three minutes, kind of hitting the highlights. So I'm going to play that real quick. And then, you know, I'm going to shoot the shit and, and tell you kind of my th thoughts on it. And then I'm going to call my buddy, Steve and see, see what he thinks about it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I mean, this will be a short, this will be a short podcast. Um, yeah. So here we go. With internet porn, a guy can see more hot babes in 10 minutes than his ancestors could see in several lifetimes. This old mammalian program perceives each novel female on a guy's screen as a genetic opportunity. His brain releases the go-get-it neurochemical dopamine for each novel mate or image. As long as the guy can keep clicking, he can keep going, and so will his dopamine. In this Dutch study, they found that, in fact, of all activities on the internet, porn has the most potential to become addictive. Arousal addiction symptoms are easily mistaken for such things as ADHD, social anxiety, depression, concentration problems. Guys never realize that they could overcome these symptoms simply by changing their behavior. One of the first changes is a numb pleasure response. Everyday pleasures really don't satisfy a porn addict. Everything else in the porn user's life is sort of boring, but porn is super exciting. 
Finally, his willpower arose as his frontal cortex changes. At last, we have a group of guys who are no longer using internet porn. That's right, heavy users are voluntarily giving it up by the thousands. You probably want to know why any porn-loving guy in his right mind would give it up. Two words, erectile dysfunction. Internet porn is killing young men's sexual performance. ED is often the only symptom that gets these guys' attention. The question is, what less obvious symptoms are they missing? Here's a guy in his late 20s. I've been to psychologists and psychiatrists for the last eight years and been diagnosed with depression, severe social anxiety, severe memory impairment, and a few others. Have tried Effexor, Ritalin, Xanax, Paxil. Dropped that at two different colleges, been fired twice. I've been a hardcore porn addict since age 14. For the last two years, I've been experimenting and finally realized that porn was an issue. I stopped it completely two months ago. I've since quit my remaining medication. My anxiety is non-existent. My memory and focus are sharper than they've ever been. I feel like a huge chick magnet and my ED is gone too. This is why pockets of guys are appearing all over the web, bodybuilding sites, sports sites, pickup artist sites, in essence, they are seeking a neurochemical rebirth. I'd like to see some Bardo's guys who are wiping out and their caregivers and the experts listen to the thousands of men who are teaching us about arousal addiction by escaping it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that was, that was just a, a short kind of a highlight reel of the full talk by Gary Wilson. Feel free to look that up on your own time. So I, I, and also I want to, I want to make a confession here and because I, I hope, you know, I pride myself on being uh, vulnerable, honest, authentic, you know, real, um, a guy that doesn't pull punches, a guy that doesn't sugarcoat shit, a guy that's um, maybe honest to a fault. Um, and I say that I don't, not like I'm a hero, like I'm Mr. Honest. I just mean honest, like, I, I, I say what I think on my podcast, right? I, I just say it. And, um, if I feel a certain way, I, I say it, I'm just not for whatever reason, maybe I'm minus, maybe I don't have the brain cells necessary to, uh, <laughs> to, to know when to shut up and, and just talk anyway. Um, I have seen porn. Okay. I've, I've, I've seen my share of porn. And, and I'll, and I'll make a further confession on that here in just a second. But I, you know, my first experience at porn was much like many people my age, um, you know, in their forties and fifties, which was, I was walking home from school and walking through the woods and apparently stumbled on, you know, someone's stash. And I don't even know if these magazines are still available. I know Playboy is, but there was like a Playboy, an Owie or an Ui. I don't know. O-U-I, I think is how it was pronounced. And then a Hustler. And of course, Playboy was, you know, fairly mild. And, and of course, nowadays, that's extremely mild. Um, and the the O-U-I or O-I, yeah, O-U-I, I think is how you said it was definitely way more um, um, like you could see, I think if I remember right, like 
Playboy, I think everybody knows this. Like Playboy, you know, his legs closed, very beautiful. It's pretty, you know, it's sexy. Um, Hustler and those were, you know, open legs. I can't remember if there was penetration or not. I don't remember that. I don't, maybe there was. Anyway, but that was definitely more open legs, fingers down there, like totally, totally a different uh, thing altogether than, than Playboy. And just to be, I mean, in my memory back then, now I don't, uh, you know, I have, I've not seen either any of those magazines as of late. I don't, I'm not a magazine guy. Uh, but the attractiveness, like the women in Playboy were drop dead gorgeous. Like, wow, they were just beautiful, just beautiful. And, uh, and of course this was back in the day when hair was, was still a thing. So, you know, you didn't see, you, you know, when you saw a woman nude, I mean, her bush was covering any creases or anything, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, so, you you know, you didn't see the, the labia or anything because there was hair covering it. Anyway, um, but uh, the, the women in uh, the Hustler magazine, in my memory, now this is just my memory, we're, we're not as attractive <laughs> as the women in Playboy. Like there was a, there was a, a big difference. Uh, in fact, I, someone, one of my buddies gave me a gift, uh, for my birthday last year. And he gave me an old Playboy magazine that featured, uh, Pamela Anderson, who I have always had a crush on, um, especially back in the Baywatch days. And I don't think I had ever seen her, her, uh, playboy. Like I never, I don't think I ever saw the, the playboy that she was in way back when anyways, but my friend apparently collected playboys and he knew I liked Pamela Anderson. And so his, his gift to me was, I think a bottle of wine. I think that's what he gave me a bottle of wine and uh, a playboy with Pamela Anderson. Woo, woo, woo. Anyway. Um, so yeah, like not that that matters, but yeah. Playboy had the beautiful women, the, the other more, uh, my term would be the more raunchy stuff, which is so, which is mild today, <laughs> which is so mild today. Um, anyway, so, you know, that was my experience to porn nudie pics. That was it. And then when I was 14, I had a neighbor whose folks had a, an old reel to reel and like Google that you'll, for those of you that are maybe younger, I think most of my audience is, is closer to my age. So you know what reel to reel is. So you had to like load the, the canister, you know, onto the projector and then, you know, pull the film and, you know, feed it into the deal and then click the switch and it would, you know, and it would, then, you know, you could shoot it up on the wall so we would every day after school, man, we'd get back to my friend's house. We'd get the, get the old reel to reel out and project porn, you know, up, up on the wall and sit there and just stare at it for about 30 minutes and then put it all away. Cause the parents were home, you know, within an hour or so. So, you know, typically kids get out a little bit before their parents, if they work till five. So his parents worked till five, we got out of school at three twenty or whatever. And we would, you know, get our butts quickly as fast as we could back to his house to, to watch some porn. And I, 
you know, everybody's seen porn. Most everybody. I think everybody listening to my voice right now, you've seen porn. You are looking at porn or you for sure know what porn is. Uh, it seems to be a little bit more of a, and I don't mean this in any way, except that it just seems that more men watch porn. I know women watch porn too, but it seems that more men tend to, at least from my experience that, you know, men, let's put it this way. And all the people I've ever talked to throughout my life, typically the guys look at porn or struggle with porn or whatever. And there's been very few women that are like regular consumers of porn. They've seen porn, uh, but they're not big consumers of it. Does that make sense? I, you know, I, I haven't looked that up online, but I would, I would be pretty confident to put money. I'd put money on it. That, that what I'm saying is, is still accurate today. That porn is mainly consumed by, by dudes. So what, what do I think about porn? Because I've, you know, I, I, even to this day, so I don't view porn as good or bad necessarily. Like I'm kind of neutral per se, when it comes to porn, I think there are some forms of porn that I just don't find it bad per se. Like I don't like putting things in categories of good and bad, but I, I don't find it uh, hurtful. Let's, let's use that word. I don't find some forms of porn to be hurtful, but then I do find many forms of porn to be hurtful. And I think it's much, I, I would almost view it like alcohol. Is alcohol inherently, you know, evil or bad? I would say no. Um, but in the hands of the user, it can become bad, right? Like if you're drinking every day and you're getting drunk and you're blacking out or you're, or just drinking every day, or if you always, if you need it to calm down and you can't calm down without it. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. Like clearly, I, I think just like alcohol there the it can be bad i hate these words but i'm still using them sorry but you know it can be bad or it can be good it can be helpful or hurtful so i view porn in nearly the exact same way that if if you and your partner are using it as an inspiration and to create some excitement or whatever, or creative ideas, or to learn some new techniques or whatever to, to spur on the, the, the horniness, whatever. Like I, I, I can understand it on a certain level and me as a single guy, I'm just going to tell you right now, and here's where I'm probably TMI, but it's, it's just the truth, right? I, I'm not a big porn guy. I'm just not, it's not, it's just not like I don't watch porn unless I'm going to masturbate like that literally is the only time I would watch porn. I never watch porn to just watch porn. It's if I'm typically how <laughs> I don't know why I'm even telling saying this out loud, but it's just, you know, for the women that listen to the podcast, maybe this will give you a little bit more of an insight on men for guys that are listening. They're like, yep, that's it. Like for me as a single dude. You know, if I'm not in a partnership where I'm getting any kind of regular sexual activity, you know, masturbation is a part of life. Everybody fucking masturbates. And, and for me, 
much like when I had my vasectomy years and years and years ago, uh, when I went back in like a month or two months later for my checkup, you know, they put me in a room which had a bunch of, you know, girly magazines, nudie magazines for you to look at so that you could, you know, come into a cup, you know, so they could test to make sure there's no sperm in it. Right. Very clinical, very like no shame, no guilt. This is what you do. Right. What, what were the magazines in there for? Well, guys, are, again, I can only speak from a guy's perspective. I'm a dude, so I can only speak from guy's perspective. It, and how I use porn now in my, in my personal life, it's just, it's, it's just a, uh, what's that word? Uh, it's just a spark. It's just a, uh, an initiator. It's, um, it's like, it's like a match to, to a fire. Like it, it just, it gets it, my, it gets me going. Is that, is, am I saying this right? I'm trying to think I'm, 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 I'm at a loss for the words here, but it's just kind of a, an instigator. Like it's, if I pull up a picture of a, of a nude, beautiful woman, uh, you know, or beautiful to me, then I'm aroused. Guys are very visual. And so the, and the, again, this is where it can get dangerous. And so, yeah, for a lot of reasons, and I don't, I don't know if I'll have a chance to get into all of it, but, uh, you know, maybe we can create a conversation, especially where I'm going to post this uh, video in some of my Facebook groups. And so that's how I use it personally, just like I used it for after my vasectomy is, you know, they put me in a room, they gave me some magazines, <laughs> so I, you know, otherwise I'd be in there forever trying to visualize and all that. So it's just easy. Look at a, look at a picture of a, a naked woman and you get aroused. So it's, that's how I personally uh, like to use it. Now I've not always used it that way. You know, I, I, I don't know if I would, I don't, I can't say if I was ever addicted to porn, but maybe ish, maybe ish back in my twenties when the internets first came out and I would, you know, you could get on the computer, see some free stuff. I think back then, um, I'm, I may have been like, I wanted to see it every day and it was triggering something in my brain that just, I don't know. Uh, but thankfully, luckily uh, for knock on, <laughs> knock on wood, I'm not an addictive personality. Um, you know, I tried smoking years, I mean, years and years and years ago. And I was like, this is stupid after months of doing it. And I was like, this is dumb. I quit, you know, and I, I've, I didn't drink for years cause I was like, I don't want to be an alcoholic or cause my biological father died of alcoholism. So I mean, it's just like certain things I've really tried to monitor. Even now that I smoke weed, there are times I'm like, Nope, I'm not going to smoke weed for uh, a week or two just to make sure I'm not. And I know weed's not addictive. It's, it's not. And, and I know that it's not addictive, but it can become mentally addictive, you know? And so I'm, I'm a big believer in not having addictions to anything at all. I've even given up coffee, you know, for a month just to make sure that I'm not addicted to coffee, which I clearly am because I got the headache and the withdrawals and it took me several days. And then finally I balanced out. And all I could think about was coffee. I dreamed about coffee. You know, I slept in coffee beans. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, so uh, uh, I don't want to I don't want this podcast to come across like I'm some porn hater and, you know, I'm judging those that consume porn or those that make porn or those that are in porn. Like that's not if, like, no, that's not my fucking deal. Y'all. My thing is just like, I would talk about alcohol, right? I drink alcohol. Okay. 
I, I, I went out the other night and I had one drink. I had a, uh, an old fashioned. Sometimes I really splurge and I'll have two drinks. Um, that's kind of my, my limit. If I've, I've realized if I do more than three or four, I get nutty. So my maximum is two. Typically I just do one, but that's just me. That's not a moral thing. It's not like, look at me. I only have one drink. I'm so in control. No, that's not, that's not my attitude. I do that for me. I don't want to have an issue. I don't want to be an addict. I don't want to have problems. I don't want to fuck myself up, um, with, with substances, including porn. Like I don't want to fuck my brain up and give myself an improper perspective on women and sexuality and, and sex. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck that up. Like I don't want that to get perverted or perverse or fucked up or skewed in any way that's not helpful. That's kind of my mode. That's kind of my mode of life. I, I, and I don't know if I'm doing a good job totally at it. It's just, I've been this way. Like when I first got divorced, you know, I was going to therapy, you know, seeing a counselor and talking through and, and I quit drinking and smoking weed during that time. I didn't even have a TV at that time. When I first moved out, I, I didn't have a TV for seven months. It's not because I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly disciplined person, but I just knew I didn't want any distractions. I didn't want anything that be could become a problem in my life. I wanted to deal with the pain, face my issues. You know what I'm saying? That's just. And there's probably a lot of motivations for that. You know, my younger sister died of a drug overdose and, and had issues. Uh, so like, I, I think I'm extra sensitive to things like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm super sensitive to addictions, uh, or things that could be addictive. You know, I'm super sensitive. I'm, I'm very careful and cautious. Uh, that's just how I am. Um, so it, it's not like I'm just so awesome and that's why I'm this way. No, it's just there are certain things in my life that I really try to be on top of and be careful with. And and one of those is any kind of addictions, whether it's a sexual addiction or a drug addiction, any kind of chemical addiction, drama addiction, anything, anything. And does that make sense? I, I don't know if that's making sense, but so I, I just, you know, the thing that I always think of when I do these podcasts, I'm like, I don't, I never want to come across is I've got it figured out. Listen to me. I fucking know what I'm talking about. I have an opinion and I share it and I talk openly about where I'm at, what I think, what I feel, what my perspective is. And you can, uh, like it, not like it. You can disagree. You can agree. I, I, I don't really, I really don't care you know, to be honest. Like I don't care. I'm not looking for agreement. I'm not looking for debate. I'm not looking for high fives. I, I'm just sharing. And, uh, someone mentioned something about porn the other, the other day, and it just made me think about it. I thought, man, I don't think I've ever done a podcast on porn. I mean, I've mentioned it before because it's something that's come up in conversation, 
but I don't think I've ever like really dedicated a, a podcast to the topic of porn. And, um, and because of that, I thought, well, I'd, I'm about to, I'd shoot some shit about that. So again, I've seen porn. I look at porn. Now I will look at porn when I masturbate. And then as soon as that is done, I'm done. I shut it off. It's just not something I watch for any kind of enjoyment or entertainment. It's like, it's like, again, it's, it's like how, I, when I used it at the doctor's office to produce a specimen for the doctor to make sure there was no sperm left after my vaccination or after my vaccination, <laughs> after my uh, vasectomy, you know, it's, that's how I use porn. And again, I'm not saying, Hey, I'm the model. This is how everybody should use porn. That's not what I'm saying either. Okay. I'm just being very <laughs> open and honest so that you don't think, well, Timmy never looks at porn. No, 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 no. Okay. So, um, but if you are listening to my voice, especially guys, guys, listen to me, man, from a felt from bro to bro, right? <laughs> like from, from dude to dude, like be careful with that shit, man. Like if that, if that's your relationship, if you have trouble in the real world dating and, and, and with all that, and you're a big consumer of porn, man, here's what I would say. This is like, this is what, here's would be my prescription. Like, and then I want to, and then I want to talk about, I want to talk about those of you that are parents and have teenage kids, particularly teenage boys. I want to talk about that. But if you're a dude listening to my voice and you look at porn daily, I want to challenge you to take off from porn entirely for 30 days. Now you're probably thinking, uh, shut this pot, shut this fucking podcast off. <laughs> um, I just want to challenge you to do it. This, this is something I've done to myself. Like I've, I've thought, you know, man, can I, can I masturbate without looking at porn? You know, can I get my imagination to a point where, and sometimes you can, right? I mean, that again, I'm just being, this is TMI, but it's just as a guy, there are times that my mind can go there and I don't need, I can, I can visualize things in my mind and not need any real stimulant. That's what the word is. Stimulant, uh, like a Kickstarter. I don't need the visual stimulation, but, but typically I do. Um, Again, that's just me. Uh, I I don't, you know, I've talked to my friends about porn, but I don't, we don't talk a lot about it. That's, now this is going to sound judgmental, but watching porn with your friends, that's fucking creepy. That's something I've never done except when I was, you know, 12. And me and my other little buddy that's parents had porn, like that story I told earlier, like that, it was the only time I ever sat and watched porn with another human being in the room. Uh, I've not even done that with, with a, with a partner. That's just, that's just not my jam. Everybody has a different jam. Again, no judgment. That's just not been my jam. Like, Hey, like I just, I've never had, a, I've never had a problem when I'm actually with a partner getting aroused. Um, but I'll tell you what, Holy cow. That, what that guy said about erectile dysfunction associated with too much porn use. I'm like, holy shit, if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what would that, that would scare me. I would never watch porn again with the fear of that happening. 
it it is very unrealistic though you know what you see in porn it, it can definitely fuck with your head i've 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 talked to women i've interviewed women who have told me that they they've had uh, weird encounters and or weird experiences with a boyfriend and come to find out he was an excessive porn watcher and therefore it had skewed his mind of what was normal what was okay and what was what was something that we should do and what was something we shouldn't do found that very fascinating, but also, uh, you know, again, as a relationship coach, you know, I'm, I'm in this world, right? I'm in the world of love. I'm in the world of relationships. And so I deal with couples all the time. I mean, this is what I do for a living. And it's, it's been like, it's, it's, this isn't like some random rare thing. It's very common that there have been couples that I have coached and worked with who were having issues, sexual issues between each other. And it stemmed from his overuse of porn where he wasn't as interested in real sex with his partner because he was doing too much porn or it was fucking with his mind and causing issues. And, you know, I, I have seen this like, like a lot, like it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. And so, um, if that's you, I don't, I don't know what else to say, except that if you're listening to this and, and you think there's not a problem, you know, maybe think again, you know, like, would you be embarrassed for anyone to know? Like, would you talk about your porn use openly, like honestly and openly, <laughs> like if I brought you on the podcast, would you, would you be comfortable in saying what your porn use is? I would say that if you wouldn't be comfortable sharing your, what your porn use is, to the world that it might be borderline in on the dysfunctional side or on the addictive side, right? If you're watching some crazy ass porn, like, you know, would you admit to that? Like, would you admit to that? You watch some of that shit that's out there. If you wouldn't admit it, then, then it's probably out of balance. You know, it's probably something you should look into and, and maybe, um, figure out how to, um, remove yourself from, from it or, or seek some help, you know, seek some help, like go see a therapist and say, and just be, be very honest about what your porn use is and, and they can help you kind of level that out to where it could be more normal. It would be, again, going back to my, my, my comparison of alcohol, nothing wrong with drinking alcohol, nothing wrong with joining enjoying a good craft beer or a good wine or a good, uh, martini or a good, you know what mixed drink like there's nothing wrong with it nothing and those that say that there is those are just fucking religious people those are just religious people that have some kind of religious agenda that think that alcohol is sinful like fuck those people like that's not true like it's just not okay and i can even prove that biblically jesus turned water into wine for fuck's sakes if it was wrong you wouldn't have done that that's just ridiculous so you know, this is not some kind of religious campaign against porn. It's not. I do not have any kind of opinion morally on porn. I'm talking about psychological. I'm talking about just you as a fucking person and your interactions with the world and how porn can impact that in a negative way, in a positive way or a negative way, in a hurtful way or in a helpful way. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to call my my friend Steve here and um, see what his thoughts on it are here. All right, calling my friend Steve here. 
Hello. Steve, welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. We're talking about porn. (laughs) (laughs) And I figured this is a topic that maybe Steve might have a thought on. (laughs) Never a dull moment. No. We're talking about porn. <laughs> so yeah, the the podcast today I've I've been just talking a little bit about porn and just kind of the psychological um uh, you know how it can alter the uh, a young man's perception or even an, an older man's perception of reality and give him an in, in, inappropriate or, or not the healthiest view about women and you know kind of the dangers of it i i look at it like this i'm curious what your thoughts are i look at it kind of like alcohol alcohol is not bad all bad i mean but it can be um i almost view, view it like that to an extent where it it's like well yeah alcohol's great nothing wrong with a good craft cocktail right i mean you, we're going for co- craft cocktails tonight actually you and i so like yeah me too i i love them and, and you're you're kind of becoming a, a quasi un, uncertified or non-certified mixologist, but, um, uh, but alcohol can also become a real problem. Oh yeah. And so is, do you think, I, it, what do you think about porn? Oh, you know, I think that like, you know, I mean, it's always been, you know, it's always been there. I mean, some of the, you know, if we go back to Pompeii and Roman times where they dug up the city out of ash with pornographic images on walls, you know, it's, yeah, it's always been there, you know, and it's always been something we don't really talk about, you know. But I, I you know, I do think in the last like thirty years, it's become exceedingly pervasive in our society. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, I mean, it's fucking everywhere now. I mean, you know, it used to be when we were kids that we stole a magazine that my buddy Ryan found in his dad's garage, and we all snuck it back, and we were looking at it, and you know. I mean, there's more than a scandal around uh, acquisition than about just porn images everywhere, you know. But now, I mean, any kid with a cell phone can pull up 12,000 pictures of somebody doing whatever they want with whatever they want, you know. It's, right. Yeah, you know, I think it's definitely taken, like, you know, it's definitely become like a, a, a negative, like, saturation point in our society or something like that, you know. Yeah. Well, not this. Uh, you're right. And then, you know, when I think about the, how it's, it's, uh, I don't know if the word is evolved or how it's progressed, but I mean, you know, like I remember finding my first nudie magazine in the woods and it was a playboy and, you know, you didn't really see any, pardon my word, but you didn't see labia. You just saw a big bush, you know, it was, yeah, like a big bush. <laughs> There's so much bush back then, Timmy. Right, I know. <laughs> it's fun. I I had someone give me. I, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but I don't know if I told you this. Um, but last year at my birthday party, which you were at, I, one of my friends gave me an old, old, old antique uh, Playboy as a gift, and I think it was the one with Pamela Anderson. But and and she was a little bit trimmed up down there. But a lot of the other pictures. I mean, they were like, you didn't know if they had underwear on or if that was a bush. Like you couldn't, you couldn't exactly tell. And, and it was never open legged. Like it was never, I mean, there was the hustler, there was Owie. I mean, there was other magazines back then, but you know, those were actually the wild thing is those were looked at as like really gross back then. Like those were the extreme crazy. Well, that's mild now. Oh yeah. I mean, the stuff Larry Flynn was drug in front of. Congress for it. I mean, we we just be like, yeah, 
Yeah, you know, I probably don't want to put that on the top Google image searches, but three or four pages in is okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely, at least to to me, it seems like it's definitely taking that more, you know, hedonistic mind of its own streak where, like, well, no, it's it's everywhere. And then half the time when you, even if you accidentally stumble on something sometimes, which I don't overly admit, I don't always accidentally stumble upon stuff, but sure. yeah, but you know, even, even like clicking through stuff, you'd be like, holy shit, what did I just see? You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Bleach my eyes and my soul, you know. Yeah, no, I've definitely f- felt that feeling of like that was icky. I, I, I'm curious because you you've got kids, uh, like thirty kids or so, and uh, <laughs> you know, and I have I have two adult children. My daughter, you know, she she was never uh, never really had to deal with porn with her at all, and nor you know, it's weird. Nor my son, though. I tried to, and I'm not saying this because like, hey, I'm such a great parent. I just you know, having been religious growing up, I never wanted to be the kind of parent that even though I was religious back then, I didn't want to be the parent that's like, don't do that. It's terrible. And, you know, slap their hand and don't touch your TT and, you know, wait till marriage. And, you know, I didn't want to be a, a crazy, crazy fuck like that. So with my son, I was, you know, I would just always try to keep that conversation open. I would always say, hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to see porn at some point. I'm sure your friends are going to show you, you know, pictures and, you know, I just, I just kind of want to, you know, make sure we we always have an open open dialogue between each other because, you know, I get it. You're a guy. We're stimulated visually. I like to see naked women. I mean, most guys do if they're honest. And and it's that's not all bad. It's not all bad. And like you said, it's been around for our entire history. Like it's just a thing. But, you know, I didn't want him to I didn't want his little mind being shaped in a, in a perverse or like you said, a hedonistic way where he begins to objectify women and thinks that they're just a sex object and just something that should be you know conquered or had sex with, you know what I'm saying? So I'm curious what, what's been your kind of, uh, how have you dealt with porn, the conversation with your kids at all? And I know, I know they're younger, but is that something that comes up? Oh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, I mean, uh, Christ, I just thought, you know, I have a seven-year-old son, all right, and I was, you know, and, uh, you know, he's got his own tablet, and we have parental controls, and it's locked down and all that stuff. The other day, I walked by, and, and there's a image of a girl with an open-fronted Pikachu costume on his tablet. I'm like, what in the hell is this? So, I grabbed the tablet, and I, you know, hit the back button. He was just Google searching Pokemon and he stumbled across it, you know? Wow. So, I mean, I think that, you know, when I was a kid, we'd wait until we were 12 or 14. Our parents would catch us at the Playboy for that conversation to happen. But I think that, you know, especially with how easy it is to find on the internet and how hard it is to block it, you know, I think that, you know, at some point, we, you know, we need to really think about like, what age do we need to talk to our kids about this stuff, you know? And, and I just told him, I was like, no, son, there's, you know, there's nothing around here. It's just, this is an adult thing that, you know, when you're older, you know, and I mean, honestly, I kind of botched the conversation, but I mean, I was not waking up that morning planning on talking about pornography with my seven-year-old son. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of worried about what the manager that young does to kids, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, it's just not something that I just didn't have that opportunity really. Like when I was younger, I mean, I, there, you know, there, 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 
the internets weren't invented yet. You know, the, the, I didn't have computers. I didn't grow up. I, this is a wild thought, but I did not grow up in a home with computer, with a computer. Like that was not, that was not, I didn't even have a computer in my home until I yeah, was, I yeah, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like I, when I think about, I lived my entire teenage years without a computer, without email, without social media, without a phone, of course, or, or you know, a cell phone, my, in college, my co entire college career, I didn't have any of that. Mo much of my early married years when I was married. I didn't have a computer or internet or any of that. So, you know, to, to see porn, you know, you had to either stop at one of those truck stop trailer, you know, stores that were way out in the middle of nowhere that said XXX adult, whatever <laughs> you'd have, you know, you had to go out to the outskirts of town, you know, to, to do that or, have the balls or bravery enough to go to some sleazy gas station that sold, oh, yeah. you know, the magazines and then you had to buy it and then, but you couldn't buy it cause you were a fucking kid. So you had to find an older brother of one of your friends that was a douchebag that you could give him, you know, 10 bucks to give you a dollar, you know, go in and buy a dollar magazine. You know I mean? It was just oh, like, yeah. so it was so, it was so hard. It was so difficult to even acquire it it was but we all had that one kid in high school that found the uh found the paper bag full behind a dumpster in a convenience store became an instant legend absolutely isn't that you know here steve here's what's funny it's funny that you say that because you're saying that and there's people like me thousands of people that are hearing this going holy shit that's the same thing that happened to me you know like Meaning that's how we got it back then. We found the trash. We found the dirty magazine that was thrown away. Or we, like you mentioned before, we came on air that, you know, you had, you know, a friend's dad had a stash. Like, oh, yeah. Like that's yeah. now everybody has a stash in their pocket. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you pull it out, type in three words from Google, and boom, there Bob's your uncle. You got all he can handle. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, you and I were talking about there's no commitment anymore. We used to have to fast forward through VHSs and pause at just the right frame when we were kids. <laughs> pause, play, pause, play, pause, play, pause, play. Wait, go back, go back, go back. Pause right oh my there. God, there's, there's, there's Cindy Crawford's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. It was an accomplishment. That's a <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember so many conversations with friends who are like, hey man, did you see that movie? Whatever, whatever. And I said, yeah, I saw the movie. They go, do you see that part where like, no, I missed that part. They go, dude, it's at 16.45 seconds into the movie. <laughs> if you pause it right then, you can see a little bit of Bush. It's like, what? I mean, the level of the work that we had to go through. <laughs> oh, and we all remember that first scene. I mean, like, uh, God, I was watching Under Siege with Steven Seagal as a kid, you know, way back when Steven Seagal was cool. And that kid <laughs> pops out of the birthday cake. And I was like, holy shit, it shocked my mind. <laughs> Dude, I absolutely remember that movie. And I loved Steven Seagal back in the day. And I remember that specific 
part of the movie too. It's Those well, the first titties I ever saw that were just like hanging out there on TV. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, I remember. Was it was it Monsters Ball with Halle Berry? I think it was Monsters oh. Ball with Halle Berry. It was a full frontal nude of Halle Berry. Which Halle Berry? Oh my god, she's gorgeous. She's still gorgeous now. Uh-huh. Like she's still drop dead gorgeous. Like I can't even, but she's timeless, ageless. It's crazy. But yeah, that monster's ball. There's a scene. I, and I, it's been forever since I've seen the movie yeah, and you didn't even have to pause the movie to see it. I mean, it was a full frontal nude of Halle Berry, uh, Bush and all. And you're just like, Oh my gosh. You know, and you just pause it and just stare at it. It's like crazy. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Now the accessibility, I think that's the part that concerns me. And and you're right. It's 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 nearly impossible to block. I know that there have been companies that have tried and it just kids these days, they they know their way around shit and, and Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's you know, I mean like you know, me, I have an IT guy at my company that works for me. I got, you know, brothers that are in that stuff, brother in laws are in IT and you know, cybersecurity, and I've had, and they they help me block shit on my kid's tablet. Boom, my seven year old scrolls through Pikachu pictures, and then, boom, here's sexy Pikachu. You know, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I, I so I'm curious what, and then I'll let you go. What what do you think are the real concerns in your mind when it comes to to porn? Like when when you think of porn because I, I know you're like me i don't look at it from a moral perspective i'm not thinking it's sinful or inherently evil or bad it's just but where can it become not helpful well i mean i think honestly when it starts giving uh you know i would say young men but all men jesus i know guys that are older than you and me that you know are big into porn and it's like you got to god to get a hobby yeah. You know, but I think it gives guys like unrealistic unreal, expectations of, you know, how intimate stuff should go down, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I've, you know, I've been on your show before and we've talked about it before and I'm, you know, I'm kind of old fashioned in that stuff, you know, but it, you know, I think a lot of guys, you know, they, they want to go play the plumber that fixes the sink and, you know, and they hit the world with that mentality and it's just destructive to like all their interactions with, women in general you know i mean yeah. i don't know I, I think that especially if i was seven years old and tripping over it on the fucking internet i'd have a hard time like thinking like oh we should build an intimate emotional connection before we do this you know or you know anything like that and, you know i mean i think we all know guys that you know what you know they, they're not you know they're not even looking for the intimate connection they just want to live out the porn scene and then go on to the next one you know yeah. Yeah, I, that's interesting, Steve. I'm glad that you said that because I, I, it's, I guess I, so my analogy comparing it to alcohol is much the same. Like you don't let your, I'm not, I wouldn't let my seven, I don't have a seven year old now, but like when my son and daughter were seven, I wouldn't have let them drink alcohol. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're my, they're, they're not ready. They're not ready for that responsibility and, and, and they're just too young to make that decision on their own. And so yeah, to, for for a seven year old to stumble on a picture of you know a man and a woman naked having sex, like what? Like, I mean, that's just way too young to see that shit. And unfortunately, kids are seeing that shit. Mm-hmm. And like you oh, said, absolutely. even accidentally, like it's it's I've I've st- I mean I don't I I 
look at porn. I've seen porn. I'm, you know, I'm very honest about that, but there have been times that I wasn't looking for porn and I stumbled upon pretty hardcore, you know, I mean like penetration. I was like, well, how did I get that from that search? I was not at all looking for that. And it just pops up on your fucking computer. Uh, and again, I mean, I have looked for actual porn before, but I'm just saying there have been times that I wasn't and it just shot up in front of me. And I'm thinking, man, you know, what are the kids facing today? Especially with as much time as they spend online, it's inevitable. There's no way that they can't be stumbling across it, even if they're not looking for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't care what you're searching on Google. If you scroll down far enough, you're going to come across porn. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially if you had the word Asian in front of the search. <laughs> don't do this at home, kids. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't. I'm. Yeah, I'm a little concerned, to be honest, with with how easily accessible it is uh for for kids you know for and like you said i know a lot i know a lot of adult men that really have issues with it too and 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 it's destroyed or if not has fully destroyed it's definitely fucking with their real life in in regards to intimacy and relationships for sure Oh yeah, because I mean the thing is, I mean if you if you just saturate your life with that, like you know your default when you're bored at home is to you know start looking at some porn, you know. I mean it's like you know we all know I love craft cocktails, right? How many craft cocktails am I going to live love if I'm drinking a fifth of Jim Beam every night? You know, I mean it's right. You know, I mean it's kind of the same thing. You know, it kind of devalues the real thing. It devalues the quality thing. It devalues you know all of that. You know, but it's easy. You know. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Steve, I really appreciate your, your time, man. I look forward to seeing you tonight, uh, on our little craft cocktail outing. I know I'm stoked. I love a new speakeasy. Yeah, man. Me too. I'm, I'm super stoked about this. So, uh, I'll see you tonight, brother. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Yep. So there you go, folks. Uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't really have much else to say. Um, except I do real quick for those of you that are parents, that's, I want, I, you know, I had Steve talk a little bit about it. I want to close the podcast, just giving you some things to, to think about. If you have kids, don't, don't freak out. Okay. Don't freak out. If you catch your son or daughter looking at porn, just, just, that's the first thing. Don't freak out because if you freak out, it doesn't create safety meaning they don't feel safe. They feel shamed, judged, right? So if you, if you freak out and tell them, you know, stop looking at that, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to ground you from that and ground you from the dumb taking your tablet. Blah, 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 blah. Stop, take a breath, take, right. You've seen porn, you've looked at porn. So, you know, don't overreact with something that, you know, you yourself engage in, right? So take a deep breath. Okay. Obviously, talk to them about it. You know why? Why did what? What? It, how did it make them feel? What did they think? Um, you know, get uh, I, I, and to, go see a therapist with your child if it, that's necessary. If it's a, if it's a real issue, but other than that, I, I think just having an open, honest dialogue conversation with your child 
uh, about it. And much like you would talk about alcohol that, Hey, listen, you know, alcohol is one of those things that when you're older, you'll be able to consume and do it in a healthy way. Uh, you know, but now's not the time I, I would say encouraging them in that same way that, Hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with the female body or the male body. There's nothing wrong with nudity. There's nothing wrong with sex. Sex is a great thing. It's not, it, you know, but there's a time and a place for that. And that's not now. Um, yes, I would definitely do what you can to have parameters and different protections that you can have clearly. I mean, if, if, if any kid under 16, I would say hundred percent. I mean, once they're 16, they know how to get around all that. I'm sure. But I would say, yeah, I'm not saying not to have those boundaries or not to have, uh, maybe, you know, some kind of consequences if they are intentionally searching for something they shouldn't search for. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm for discipline, but I'm also, I'm just not for shame and guilt and judgment and bringing down the hammer. Um, uh, I think engaging in a conversation, asking questions, uh, talking, especially like if, if you're a female, uh, you know, if you're a single mother and your son, you know, is looking at porn, you know, it might be something that you could turn over, you know, if the dad is in the picture to turn over or another male figure that you trust that your son knows, you know, being able to have a conversation about it, uh, someone that understands and gets it right. I know that, you know, men and women just are different. Uh, if you don't think so, just look in the fucking mirror. I mean, they're just different. We're wired different. We think different. We, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, just, just, you know, be careful not to shame and judge, be careful not to freak the fuck out. You know, that just, that shuts down emotions that shuts down a child that, you know, they'll, they'll hide it from you. They'll be more secretive and because they won't want you to know because you freaked out so bad. So I guess that would be my kind of the, to end this podcast. I would just say, you know, don't freak out, right? Don't freak out, take a deep breath and then get curious. Okay. Get curious, ask questions. Um, find out when, when did they first see porn? How did it make them feel? What do they think? You know, just like ask questions and I'm sure you could Google all this. I'm sure there's, there's things you can Google to find out kind of how to, how to address this really with, with kids. Um, I'm not a child psychologist, so I, I, I don't know. I'm just a, a dude that's had some experience with all this and, and well, to be honest, I, you know, I, I have worked with teenage, I've worked a lot with teenagers over a decade. I spent with teenagers when I was a youth pastor, student pastor. So I've, I've obviously had lots of conversations around this issue with, with teenagers. So, you know, um, I would be willing to do a, a FaceTime or a zoom, um, session with your uh, son and, and talking about this kind of stuff if necessary, if I, if that would help. So anyway, all right, guys, uh, thanks for uh, joining me today for our talk on porn. Peace, everybody.